Hello everyone, welcome to the Easy Keeper, I'm your host, Zachary And I'm your host, Jaden Cron. No more guests this week. Get him out of here. Yeah, Gross. guest is over. Just us. Yeah, we're back. Uh, this week we're talking about River Queen from 2005, I want to say? 2006. 2005, 2006. Uh, 2005. No, it, you're right. I don't know why. I could, was, <laughs> it's 2006 in New Zealand, though. So. Ah, I got you. Um, We got... Uh, directed by Vincent Vincent Ward, who has made other movies. I haven't seen any of them. Um, uh, I have I've seen part of What Dreams May Come, and it was cool. I want to see the rest of it. Yeah, I want to. I definitely, after watching this, I want to see more of his movies. Um, oh, okay. So I feel like we're gonna have differing opinions on this film. <laughs> no, I, okay. We're gonna get into it. I yeah. don't think this movie's great. Okay. Um, I, but I thought it was perfectly uh, i'm very mixed because like there's some really good just like what on earth am i looking at right now yeah in some like really ethereal imagery it's just what's connecting the imagery together is so all right whatever yeah what happens what happens in this movie did okay this woman has a baby so it's the 1850s 1860s in new zealand this woman had a baby with a maori guy and then he died of the flu or something like that and then her baby a couple years later her baby gets stolen by the baby's grandpa and then um she goes and looks for the baby for like seven years and eventually um oh god she's at like a good old-fashioned colonial village burning yeah and uh she sees the guy who stole her baby so she walks up to him and she's like where's my baby and then that guy gets shot so then one of the british officers who's maori says all right that's it i'm defecting that was my dad you just killed so he left uh, cause that guy is the brother of Tommy, who is the guy who had the baby with the main character, Sarah. Anyway, so then Sarah take, oh, uh, I think the guy's name is, is it Winamura, Weimura? Uh, yeah, well, uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm, we are going to butcher some pronunciation and we are sorry for that. Yeah. Wairimu or something like that. Waimera? Wairema. Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis. Curtis. Played by Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis gets Sarah and he takes her to go see uh, Tekaipo, who is kind of the the leading chief in the area. And he's super sick, too. Also, Jango Fett from Star Wars. Carry on. Oh, that guy's Jango Fett? Yeah, and therefore, all every clone trooper. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, anyways. But, yeah, so he's the... He's a chief. He has some flu as well. So then Sarah takes him and heals him because they made a deal so that she'd see her son when she fixes things. 
Uh, she finds her son anyways. Um, and then... Duh, she's in the tribe for a while and they're having some fun. Then there's a big battle and then she goes back to the, to the British people. And she's like, dang... Because she sees Kiefer Sutherland die. Because Kiefer Sutherland is in this movie and he yeah. has no real relevance to the plot. Um, he just kind of shows up every now and then. He's like, hey. Says something in his poor Irish accents. Um, and then she's with the British people again. Then her son gets captured. Then she's like, uh-oh, you can't do that to my son. And then she leaves them. And then kind of shows, even though the main tribe says, nah, we can't, we can't protect you. So then uh, she just kind of ends up living with her son and, uh, and Cliff Curtis. That's pretty much the whole movie. Yeah. See, and that description sounds like maybe an hour and a half at most. And this movie is two excruciating hours long. No, it's an hour and 40 it's an hour fifty four. I don't know what you're talking about. I watched an, I, the video. I watched was an Wait, hour long? and hour and forty three. Was it? It yes. Because on video Google, was... on Google, it, it lists as an hour fifty four. Yeah, that's with credits. There's ten minutes of credits. Huh? Hour forty three. Well, it felt a lot longer. I'll that, that is that is a fair criticism. That is, I agree with you. This movie has so much pacing issues. Yeah, first five minutes, I'm like, oh no, what am I in for? Mm-hmm. But an hour in, I was like, oh, you know, this is all right. This isn't, I can dig this. Th- then like every 10 minutes after that, I'm just like, oh, it's still, we're here. We're still here. There is still stuff just happening. Yeah, like when I, yeah. Got, when I was like an hour I still had an hour left. You know, I remember looking at the uh, at the time left. I'm like, okay, there's an hour left, and then it felt like 20 minutes passed. And then I looked again. It was like 57 minutes left. This movie yeah. is so slow. Nothing mm-hmm. happens for just huge chunks. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's not it's not a good nothing happens movie no. for the most part. Where like there's moments of <sighs> there's some good contemplative moments in this yeah but yeah this this movie's got good moments um but yeah a lot of it just kind (laughs) of drags and and yeah like there's that entire just random scenes where like um I don't know, like, there's the part where she's just standing wistfully on the beach in the blue dress and then Curtis comes up and says hi to her and then that like that whole scene just didn't need to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like n- the entire beginning where like it, her dad's there and he's I know. disowning her because she's having a, a Maori baby and then yeah. and then immediately she's just like, "Eh, he delivered the baby anyways and he was cool with it." Like Yeah, the Well, then entire, why did you why was that in the movie? that entire introductory where everything is exposition was just not really needed. Like pretty much you could have started the movie after. Yeah. I mean, you would need obviously a bit of exposition to like help you figure out she's trying to find her son, but I think you could have started it at the village burning pretty much. Yeah. Or I mean, Um, just cut out like 
a, most of the characters could be simplified into like fewer people. A lot of the narration, because this movie has constant narration, doesn't need to be there. Especially at the start, yeah. Like, I I just feel like if they like actually just like edited this better, I would have been mm-hmm. fine with this movie. Because it's it's for the most part it's well shot. There's a lot of cool, like you said, all cool imagery. A yeah. Lot of stuff. I mean, the script isn't inc- isn't like amazing, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. Uh, the, the, in my opinion, the colors are really good. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's also because it's New Zealand. Yeah. So you can't, you know, it's like good, just temperate forests as far as the eye can see. Um, just green. This movie's very green, and I love that. The, they capture the watercolor perfectly. Um, but yeah, the pacing just destroys it. Nothing will happen for so long, and then you'll get to, like, a, a fighting scene, and then the fighting scene manages a way to feel yeah. like it's dragging on, and you're, like, just... The whole bit where she, like, where Kiefer Sutherland doesn't shoot her son, then he gets shot by Cliff Curtis, then yep. she sits in the bush with the gun, and then her son goes to go kill Kiefer? Like, that whole confusing stuff just didn't yeah and that's the thing it's confusing it's when anything is happening it's extremely hard to follow because you just there's no real through line for the story so like you know there's when after Kiefer is shot and she's kind of trying to take care of him for a second I thought I just missed something and they were getting married because mm, I didn't yeah, know what yeah. was gonna happen in the rest yeah. of the movie but then she walks out and that's when you're talking about with, on the beach yeah. Did Cliff Curtis not only does he come, but he also like he's like, my son died, and then they just start making out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the moment I was talking about was after that. Okay. One, which, you know, because I thought this was fine. That the the part where they make out, you know, perfect. The movie needed something horny in it, some additional horny. There was already just a random sex scene. There already. Well, I still don't. I had no clue what okay. the deal was with that, but I'm, it was pretty good. I'm glad you didn't either, because I thought I just, like, once again, I thought I just zoned out and missed something. No, it's just kind of, like, I, I, one of the reasons why it took me longer for us to start recording was because I kept, like, going back, like, 40 seconds to be like, wait a minute, what was I, what what happened? Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I want to talk about... First, before we talk about Kiefer, I want to talk about the the enemy English major. Okay. He was pretty good. He was funny. I liked him. And, I don't know. He had a good voice. Yeah, as far as, like, just, like, the most, like... Generic. Oh, yes. Oh, bloody hell. I mean, that was in his voice. I'm not going to actually be able to... No, he was, he was more posh. Yeah, but, but like, as yeah, far he, as, like, you know, like, 18th century, like, just pure colonialist... Generals, yeah. Going to just like burn a village, like you know, yeah, it was him. Just a funny voice, I don't know, like not funny, funny, but just kind of a little bit silly, a little bit, oh, yes, anyway. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Kiefer in this movie. Kiefer's ass is in this movie. This is a good movie. Wait, wait, what'd you say? His ass. Oh, Kiefer's ass is in this. Yeah, I was happy. I was like, nice. I was um, like getting bored of that point. I'm like, whoa, uh. Wait a minute, Kiefer's just naked walking through a forest? Heck yeah. Good movie. Yeah, uh, I liked his 
Uh, what do you think about his hairdo and his beard? Uh, I think that works. It's, you know, I'm looking at that picture right now. It's fine. It's kind of got that, it's kind of got that, like, season three Jack Bauer, but with a big bushy beard. Yeah, I like the beard. It was, I mean, it's, you know, it was a different Kiefer, and that was kind of good. Yeah. uh, What do you think of the accent? I know we already kind of touched on that. Yeah, it was not. Awful accent. Horrible accent. It was more Scottish than Irish. And he wasn't even that. It was just generic, you know. Yeah. Also, he wore it. Did he wore? He didn't wear a kilt, but like when he got shot. Oh yeah, because well, the the when he jumps in front of um. Uh, freaking. In front of the kid, just boy, to, you know, shoot the kid. Yeah, boy. Boy's the character's actual name. Yeah. Um, just. Yeah, and so he jumps in front of him, and there's just this great, like, skirt slash yeah. kilt shot, and it's just like, hell yeah, baby. Yeah, we we talked about in an earlier episode about the, how there's, like, nine posters for this movie. The one, there's one that's, I, I think it's the main one, it's of Sarah, the main character, being blindfolded and on the river. That's a mm-hmm. good poster. The poster where it's Kiefer holding the gun and it looks like an action movie is so terrible, wildly misrepresenting this movie like it's not even yeah it's not even like remotely what this movie is Kiefer's barely in it yeah he's he's in it more than some things that we've seen but he's still barely in it especially for I know this is just how this works but especially for getting second billing like yeah like like, it's it's such a weird choice because He's the only like big name in this movie, mm-hmm. um, and it's from 2005. So this is once again this is during this is well into 24, and it's yeah. like this was filmed in New Zealand, you know, like it's just a weird, yeah, weird casting choice. Could have even just got an an Irish person. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, apparently, sorry, I'm looking up. Samantha Morton. Uh, she's not a big name, but she's been in a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, good for her. Good for her. She was all right in this. I think it was more the... If I had to criticize... I feel like... My she was on Max with... and Ruby. Sorry. She's Ruby. <gasps> she's Ruby. On Max oh. and Ruby. Okay, never mind. She's also... She's just as big she's... as a star. I, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my Icon. goodness. Icon. Wow. Dang. That's crazy. That's nuts. That is. Dang. Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I think my problems with her performance come more from her character's role. Yeah. In the events that happen in this movie than. Yeah. I think this, you know what this kind of reminded me of in a weird way? <laughs> Bayboy. It's a movie where nothing really is happening. I mean, obviously, you know, and there's a boy and he's near a body of water. I mean, I, I can't say you're wrong there. I think, I don't know, I wouldn't go as far as to call this one of those movies. I think it's just boring because there, yeah. there is like a plot. There is, she loses her son. She finds out a way to get, get him back. He doesn't want to mm-hmm. come back. 
she adapts to this new situation. But there's just so much in between of like, oh, so much I'm with the air. British now. I'm with the Maori again. I'm yeah. with the British. And like the thing about her character is they try to make her this like, you know, she's not like the soldiers. She actually cares. She's upset when she sees the village burning. But then as she's going to the Maori <laughs> to heal the heal the guy so that she can get her son back, she's like, why am I going to heal the man who responsible for my house being burned? Like literally you just saw the <laughs> British do the exact same thing to them. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, like, her character just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does in that it's just, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, cl- it's a settler being like, well, why are you so violent? Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, honestly, I think I'm more okay with her, I'm okay with her character being like that because the movie is so disconnected from her for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like maybe, maybe they were trying to make her the viewpoint character but for me she just kind of happens to be the character who's on screen most of the time whereas i think her son is yeah her son or cliff curtis are much more the perspective characters for me at least watching this now um i also wonder if like the version we watched didn't have any subtitles okay yeah that is also another thing so that meant that there were a lot of periods of time where people were just speaking maori yeah and like not in like a in like context where like it seemed like the they wanted you to know what was being said yeah there like was it, a like it was all right i could get through it but yeah. there was it was still just like be kind of nice to know exactly what's happening so that might just be a problem with the version that we watched or that might be the way that the movie is made but and i would if imagine the made that way I, I can't I'm imagine. Fine with, I'm fine with being excluded in this particular situation, you know? I don't know. It's uh, just, yeah, I don't know. it's overall, I just, I don't, I don't really get the story they're trying to tell. It's not really. Yeah. The, you cut this movie up, trim it down to an hour and a half, mm-hmm. cut out the beginning, cut out big chunks of the middle. You I mean, the writing. The part where there's she still goes a lot back of with the British stuff you'd have to do with the writing to make this like a really good movie. But you could, this could have been cut like trimmed up a lot more. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a bit of like the uh, the the Jason Bourne effect of all 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 fight scenes in the mid 2000s are just shaky cam. Like there's some rough rough stuff there. Yeah, I don't think it's not. I was okay with it, but I'm also not. It's not the 2000s anymore, mm-hmm. and and I think it's because, it, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. There wasn't a lot of quick cuts. Yeah, the, least, yeah, they definitely don't do that as much. Which for me is definitely the worst sin. Uh, it kind of helps, especially because they're in this jungle too. Mm-hmm. Like it, or not jungle, this temperate forest. It adds to I yeah it is it is pretty egregious. Um, it's it's just it's just it's like it's not not it's it's low budget you know mid two thousands action. You get yeah. what you get. Yeah, it really makes you really makes you feel like you're living in a world where people still care about Jason Bourne. I'm laughing in that because the first IMDb user review uh, is titled "Something for Everyone." <laughs> really? Yeah. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> we'll get to, we can save that for all reviews. Uh, this is Kiefer. Oh, the thing is, I've given, I feel like I've given worse movies Kiefer's. Okay. But also it just, I think just on the basis of the movie trying to accomplish a Cody, like accomplish something, I'm going to say no. Yeah, it was, it was so boring. I just, I, it was, it was really just a slog to get through. I'm going to have to say no. Yeah, that's fine. You know, you tried. I definitely want to watch What Dreams May Come, his other movie. That, from what I saw, yeah, it's pretty he, well, cool. There's one he did about these, like, 14th century people who are escaping the Black Death end up in 20th century Wait, New Zealand, hmm? and that just sounds... That sounds... I would... See, that sounds like an interesting movie. Yeah, he's... Yeah. What is that? Is that... Uh, I'm it's guessing. called the Navigator, yeah. a Medieval Odyssey. Oh, this from 1988. That's a... Wow. Yeah, he's... Yeah, his other we movie might is have called to... Vigil, and it's from 84, and it sounds... Vigil probably wouldn't be your thing, but it sounds like maybe my thing. Anyway, what are we going to say? Out. We're gonna, I'm going to have to see that, seek that out at some ah, point. Ah, yeah. Well, moving on to trivia, though. A few pieces of trivia. Uh, oh, boy. Vincent Ward went to great lengths to obtain the opening and closing shots of diary pages in water, filming them by himself waist deep in the River Thames in London during post-production, which, I mean, hey, sometimes you got to get that insert shot. I don't remember that yeah. shot whatsoever, so. Uh, which one? Uh, I didn't even hear you talk. Uh, the opening and closing shots of diary pages in water. Oh. Yeah, maybe we, maybe the version we watched got, certainly got the... Must have missed the closing shot. Yeah, of diary pages in water. Not an easy and to I... find film. No. Uh, let's see, uh, in in late two thousand, late October two thousand four, Vincent Ward was removed from directing the film p- by the producers and was replaced by cinematographer Alain Boulanger. Ward returned to the project when filming was complete. You know what? Yeah, I that actually explains a lot that this isn't. That is okay. I mean, God, could you imagine just having a f- your producer be like, "No, you don't get to work on the movie anymore." <laughs> Come back when we're editing it. Yeah. You. What it's... are you doing? I'm camera. No, you're not. You director now. Yes. <laughs> oh. It's kind of weird though, because like this feels like such a passion project. Yeah, because I mean, he wrote and it so as it's well. So weird that Kiefer is here. Like it is. <laughs> it's you know, like. Ah, uh, you know what we need in this New Zealand UK movie about, you know, this very specific based on this very specific war that happened with a bunch of Irish people there. Yeah, we need we need Canadian actor, British we born Canadian actor, Jack Kiefer Bauer. Sutherland. We need yeah, he we was need Jack to Bauer. Put Jack at this Power point. in to play. We need Kiefer William Frederick Dempsey George Rufus Sutherland. You know what I am as a. Bravo from you, or bravo from me to you. That was impressive that you you have that. Oh, I definitely did. Wasn't looking it up while I said that, just so I could. I mean, the fact that you were able to get it in time. Thank you. Okay, that's trivia. So we're moving on to reviews. So we're gonna start okay. with. Oh, 
this little something for everyone. This is from February 2006 from Mr. Stabby. This is a... Uh, God, just tell me how many stars. Don't make me count. Six stars, it looks like. I saw, the, I saw River Queen today. It's not as bad as the critics are saying, but it's not as good as it could have been. The acting from the leads is good. Cliff Curtis pr- proves how world-class he is, and it's great to see Tamura Morrison, that's Jango Fett, uh, doing s- some acting again. And as unpopular of you as it might be, I thought Samantha Morton was very good. I think she was fine. Uh, and the cinematography is amazing and at times breathtaking. But come on, you knew there was a but. The voiceover is really just annoying and seems to state the obvious. Okay, the rest of this is just, you know. This is just an go. actual review. This is boring. No, if you're, Kiefer, if you're a fan of Kiefer Sutherland, he's really just there to put his, so they can put his name on the poster. And there's plenty of local actors that could have played that role. This one comes to us from Thomas Volanek. One star. Steer clear. I just finished watching this movie with my family and must say that nobody liked it at all. First off, why was Kiefer on the cover? He had a cameo, and a bad one at that. He was the reason we rented this B-movie. Beware of the cover, because it has nothing to do with the movie. This is in the Amazon version, and it has our, the I'm going to call it the 24 cover. Yeah, it's literally Jack um, Bauer. It was just a catch to rent this. I only speak for myself and my family, but the plot about a woman who gets separated from her child and finds him later and so on was just right down boring. We wanted an action movie and this just wasn't it. Kiefer's a great actor and he shouldn't be selling out like other actors to make a quick buck in a B-movie. I can guarantee you he did not make a quick buck on this. No. It's just Kiefer's involvement is very weird. (laughs) Oh. Okay, I'm looking. Hold, I am looking at the poster. I don't even think he has a beard in this. I literally, I legitimately think. Yeah, that one. That is just a 24 still. But they 24 just, still edited with. They just put a gun. An old timey rifle, like that's And there's despicable. an explosion. There aren't explosions in this movie, but like there are a fair number of explosions. <laughs> and the font is the font. It's like <laughs> it's every crappy action movie that goes straight to DVD. Yeah. God. A sweeping adventure. <laughs> yep. Um. We got uh, this. This one comes to us from Book Chatter. <laughs> Two stars. Depressing. Having seen a poster for this in Tafiti, New Zealand, the area in which it was filmed, we thought we'd seek it out on our return. It's a very dark and confusing film. And I'm still not sure what it was really about. Very depressing. Doesn't really feature the landscape either, so it's not got a lot going for it. Ooh, not got a lot. Wow, powerful. Powerful phrase. Uh, The review just ends with, good cast. Yeah. See, Peter Jackson has fooled everyone into thinking that if a movie's shot in New Zealand and it doesn't spend half the time just showing, just be advertising for the tourist board... Just then it's a bad movie. Shots. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you folks, you can make a movie in New Zealand and not do that. It's fine. Yeah. I give you my permission as a movie boy. This movie even does have like a fair, I don't know, really know what they're talking about because there's a fair number of them where it's just like, hell yeah, we got some cliffs over here, dude. Yeah, but it's not the Lord of the Ring shot, so it's... This person's it's book chatter, Jaden. They read books. Yeah. This one's from Rab. Uh, this is five stars. An extreme good DVD, and I enjoyed it very much indeed. 
An extreme good DVD. I enjoyed it very much indeed. Arrived in good time. It was very enjoyable to watch. Okay, uh, this one comes to us from Tutu. Five stars, reviewed in the United States on June 2nd, 2013. Movie, comma, River Queen, comma, New Zealand. Horrible title for a darn good movie. Wouldn't have played up Kiefer Sutherland as the lead either. It does, however, have some of my favorite New Zealand actors like Cliff Curtis and Tamara Morrison. If you don't know the names, you will probably recognize them both. If you've seen Once Were Warriors or the Star Wars prequels and any number of other films made in the USA. Good semi-historic story, beautiful scenery, fantastic tribal tattoo makeup. Too bad the studios don't see fit to promote films like this instead of the 5th, 6th, or 7th Iron Man, Fast and Furious, Batman ad nauseum. But what do I know? I'm not a 10-year-old boy. You know what, Tutu? Thanks for speaking. And this is from 2013 as well. Like They saw the feature, but only for one was... franchise. Yeah. Who, who Who's the production company on this? I'd be interested. Alliance Films. Huh. Huh. I guess that makes sense, kind of. Yeah. They are. Uh, this is a different one. I looked them up. That is one that went busted in 1980 or 1998. So I'm guessing that's not them. Okay. Yeah. Any other reviews? Uh. Uh. You know what? I'm going to read this one. You know what? Do it. This one, it's got some yikes in it, though. So get okay. your yikes hats on. Got my yikes ready. Two stars. What a letdown. Okay. This one comes to us from Karakuliam Bro. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you're supposed to say it, but that's how I'm saying it. <laughs> Reviewed in the United States 2013. Director Vincent Ward used to be the next up-and-coming thing in New Zealand, but it will be interesting to see if his career ever recovers from this bomb, reputed to cost over $20 million to make, but which only earned about 800000 USD at the box office. It's not hard to see why it failed so miserably. Ward, trained as a painter, does not have a worthy command of character. His characters make decisions that he, that he never upon or explored. Morton's final decision in the movie seems unnecessary and almost spur of the moment. The film is a downer throughout. You don't feel satisfaction when the woman finds her son when the war finishes or when she makes her final decision. Ward's three. Here's the yikes. Ward's view of the whites in New Zealand is absurdly one-sided. They are utterly without any redeeming qualities, embodying greed, evil, rapaciousness, etc. Um, first off, Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah. His whole thing is that he's like, I'm just a damn soldier who's just fighting somebody's damn war. And then he doesn't shoot her boy. Anyway, this is a little ridiculous. After all, it was the eventual hegemony of the whites that put an end to the senseless eons-old fighting amongst the Maori tribes. Not to mention much improved medical care and those awesome top hats. What? This guy. This this guy's an Anglophile. This this right here. (laughs) Anglophile. Yuck. Oh my god. Get him out of here. Like, you're not even, like... You're not even from New Zealand, guy. You're you, you're in the U.S. Like, shut up. Yeah. In the end, the movie gives you every reason to hate white culture, but no reasons to honor the Maori, other than the fact that they live in that they live is some very picturesque forests. For Morton, an actress whose bona fides are beyond question, 
delivers a terrible performance in this film, her worst, at least that I've seen. They say that she was sick for weeks during the production, and it shows. Pity that, but still, number five. I don't think they did such a great job on casting. A lot of the Maoris had pot bellies. In the 1860s, they would have been a lot more wiry. The review ends there. Oh, I'm there, sorry. By the way, were you? Uh, That's th- it. You reviewed this in 2011, but um, seemingly you lived in the 1860s in New Zealand because you seem to know so much about it. That's just a bit yeah. weird to me, guy. Yeah. Damn. What? Uh, well, what a guy. Well, on that note, we're gonna move on to news. Um, so, fun piece of news this week. So, uh, you may, uh, you may or may not have heard of the, of, there's this website, uh, called props, uk or .com, I don't know, they're, they're based, they're based in London, Los Angeles, they're a, uh, they're, they're a prop house, they, every year in August they do a, they do a big auction of various movie and TV props, and this year, uh, lot number five of the Los Angeles uh, Entertainment Memorabilia Live Auction uh, was none other than Jack Bauer, played by Kiefer Sutherland, stunt uh, pistol from seasons uh, two onward of 24. So stunt pistol basically, because you don't want your, your actor running around with a, a real gun, it's a, it's a rubber casting of, uh, of the prop or of the gun used by the actor, and it's just a solid piece of rubber or resin. And then they can run around with it and not be dangerous. And this thing sold for fifty five hundred big ones. Fifty five. Fifty five hundred. Five hundred. Okay. Five hundred. Five thousand five hundred. So yeah, this is a screen used um, dense rubber H and K stunt pistol. His serial number. 27004676 promotional photograph of Bauer wielding the weapon and a certificate of authenticity signed by series prop master Randy Gunter in an acrylic display case. Oh, I didn't know you get the display case. That's cool. The law is in good overall condition with some rubber torn off the gun by production and the trigger loose from its guard. So, yeah. Uh, whoever the lucky winner of that is. I hope you enjoy, I mean, I'm sure you're listening to us, and I hope you enjoy your prop. If I had, yeah. if I had money, and I mean money, money, I would just, I would, this is where we would all go. You could buy, hold on, I want to see, they had Chappie from the movie yeah, Chappie. Yeah, they had a, it's a, a whole Chappie. Just a whole, the whole thing, the whole Chappie. The whole Chappie, we fi- haven't even, have you seen Chappie? No, apparently we it's not good. We haven't seen Chappie, but, oh yeah, no, I, I, I mean, it's one of those movies I'd watch with you just to be like, Guess let's watch a Blomkamp film. <laughs> we gotta watch all of them. I mean, I once but, said he was uh, my favorite director, despite only having seen one of his movies. So I wanted to look cool, so I gotta. You gotta see all of his movies. I mean, who doesn't love Elysium? I mean, District 9 is really, really good. So Chappie yeah. went for 15000 They got a 15, ton of stuff. 15000 yeah. 1500 15000 Wow. For a full chapter. That's a lot for a robot from a bad movie that no one remembers. Yeah. Full cha- Oh, and hold on. Apparently, it wasn't even the actual head. It's a replica head, which makes sense because... Yeah. I, wait, does that mean that this was the one worn by Charlton Copley? I don't know. Wait, Charlton Copley was in Chappie? Yeah, he was Chappie. <laughs> I didn't know that. Hi, welcome I to mean, our I new podcast, Chappie. 
I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I mean, it's a Neil Blomkamp movie. Yeah, he, he like vaguely related to South Africa. Like he's there. Yeah. He he did the he was the onset Chappie and he did the I don't know if Chappie that has would, a voice. That would make sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna put the I might I'll I'll try to remember to put the link in the description to this. It's, there's some really cool stuff to look through. You could buy you could buy Jar Jar Binks's arm. You can yeah, buy full Skeletor. To... You buy C3PO's ass. We wanted to buy C-3PO's ass. It's not It's not real C-3PO's ass. It's Star Tours yeah. C-3PO's ass. Anthony Daniels did not touch it, but you know. Anyway. It is still an icon of C-3PO's ass, and <laughs> that's what I need. That's what we all need. Um, what else we need is to decide what movie we're watching next week, and Jade yeah. decided on River Queen, so I'm going to uh, give you the following. We can watch okay. Cowboy Up mm-hmm. or... Uh, Max Dugan returns. Ooh, gonna go. Max Dugan returns. Max Dugan, he's coming back. Yeah, great. I'm excited. And what you know what else is great? Our podcast art, which is made by Kaya, and thank you to Kaya for our fantastic podcast art. You can find links to her work in the description. And thank you to Kevin McLeod for creating the song "Sax Rock and Roll," which we use as our theme music each week find his links in the description uh go follow us on instagram at hkk podcast and follow us on twitter it's been a while since we've recorded follow us on twitter at hkk pod uh yeah what else do we say oh hey shout out to the people listening on Castbox. i don't know what that is but apparently there's a bunch of people well, listening on there they're, uh, they're there running the frontier they may or may not be running ads on the page so i might have to go Tell oh. them naughty naughty, but you know, if you're listening on there, I would appreciate if you switch to anything else. But you know, it's fine. yeah, if they if they're doing ads, you gotta yeah. So that is McFrick, my guy. <laughs> that is certified McFrick. We're gonna we're gonna send in the Goon Squad, but until then, I've been your host Zachary the Duke. I've been your host Jaden Cron, and this has been he's the Keeper. Yeah, them's just some ads. They're like the really. Ooh, remember Pierce Brosnan's wife? I really don't, bud. Yeah, I've got like, are you above thirty-five and looking for serious relationship? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm looking at her. And then it's like mosquito stuff. Senior, cheap new senior apartments in Calgary are turning heads. Canadians over fifty may be eligible for this invisible hearing aid. How old do you think I am? Twenty rules oh, that all man. hell's angels have to follow.